first and 56 brought to you by sideline sports rondo griffin anthony gooling marcus martin it's been a long time gentlemen obviously nfl offseason well underway you know we just had the combine finish up so the draft is essentially right around the corner pro days right around the corner even though Obviously, games aren't actively being played. There's still a lot to talk about. A lot of things have happened. And it makes the most sense to obviously talk about the biggest hole on the sideline. Obviously, we got the guy, you know, a a few weeks back, essentially right at the Super Bowl. So Shane Steichen is officially the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Once again, poaching from the Philadelphia Eagles off of a Super Bowl run. But I think we've got a little different opinions of how it's going to go this time around. So, Anthony, I'm, I'm going to start with you. Stane Steichen, Shane Steichen is the guy, I guess, first impact of the announcement. And, you know, where do we go from here? What do we look at here? Yeah, I mean, you know, first initial reaction is, you know, the league is heading in an offensive direction. Um, you know, uh our, his his top uh, you know competition for that spot was Raheem Morris, um, but you can kind of see with this hire that you know you're, you you want to pair a, a young quarterback with a young offensive mind. Um, so I'm I'm just super excited for this hire. Uh, his his personality it seems uh, more more like Nick Sirianni than uh, than Frank Reich. You know he's you know brilliant offensive mind, but you know he brings the juice, and I think that's what we need because. Um, Last last year, you know, this team looked really sad. You know, looked really, really just you know uninspired. But you know, e- even though you know it's going to be another you know rebuilding year, in my opinion, um, I, I think this team is going to be very competitive just because of the juice that he brings. Um, so I'm I'm super excited for the hire and uh, you know initial thoughts. Personally, uh, I think it's a, I think it's you know really good for uh, our young quarterback who who will be drafted this draft. Yeah, and I think more than anything, obviously, finally we get the guy. Because, I mean, we, we spent long hours of debate. Obviously, all three of us had different guys in mind. We had all our lists. And I don't know about you guys, you know, Sagan kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like you, you understand it a little bit when you kind of dive deeper into it. Obviously, everyone's laundry list is getting cut off. So, Marcus, I'll go to you. You know, obviously kind of touched on it. But but same for you. Obviously, your first thoughts when the initial hire was made. And what's your mindset on is this one going to work? Oh, I, I was actually excited for the hire. Um, like you said, he came out of nowhere. Um, I kind of did a little bit of my research uh, on him, um, and I actually watched um, the playoffs when, when, when the Eagles were playing. So um, uh, big offense of mine. Um, I think you'll see a lot of different sets and wrinkles to this offense, um, like a young coach, uh, soon-to-be young quarterback or whoever we draft. Um, he, I think he'll hold these players accountable. Uh, last year, it didn't seem like they were held accountable for anything that they did. So, and and tanking was definitely in the in the picture at that time. Um, I think we'll be very competitive. Um, I think uh, you know I think this offense is going to look uh, look real good. And then my initial thoughts is, um, I think going forward, I think you can see that this is going to be. Uh, some real good change coming to this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm kind of with the both of you. Obviously, we finally get the guy. Uh, again, he wasn't necessarily any of my kind of top three choices. You know, we, we discussed that on, on previous shows. 
But you at least get somebody, like Gulick said, you get an offensive-minded guy seeing how the league is going. And, you know, just looking at the Eagles, that offense was very high-powered. They, did they have pieces? Absolutely. But even then, you know, talk about them and, the, and the, just like the design, the playbooks. They, they've got teams complaining about changing rules now because of things they did, obviously, with, with Jalen Hurts and the QB sneaks. So you at least get a guy who's you would assume to think is innovative. And that's probably essentially probably the biggest thing that any of us wanted when we're going to get the guy, because looking at our team on paper, I think we would all argue that the the team is a piece away. Granted, it's the biggest piece, but it's a team away. You had, you want to get an offensive mind guy, Frank Reich, good coach, bad coach, argue that later. You needed a new voice. You needed a new voice, a new culture, a new impact. Now you get that, and now now it moves forward to the next thing, and it's the guy under center. So obviously we, we just had the combine. Combine just finished. A lot of great work. None of us were able to go there. Obviously, Sideline Sports did a great job covering it. Got to talk a lot of different prospects. Marcus, we'll start with you this time. And we asked it earlier. We're going to keep asking it until April. After the Combine, one, did anything done at the Combine change your mind of who you want under center? And then I'll phrase question number two. We're sitting at four. Do you want to jump up to one? Um, No. I don't think any any quarterback from, from, from what I've seen at the Combine, uh, from where I'm set, who I think we should pick, it's going to change my mind. And and the reason why I say that is that they're all good. They're all good. Um, uh, they both got, I mean, they're all got different traits. They all got, you know, arm strength, some better accuracy, a better runner, um, better pocket passer. Uh, so you have everything with all of these quarterbacks. Uh, so I really wouldn't be upset if, you know, if we didn't land the person that I, that I would like to get, um, and 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 we landed one of the other three. You know, I, I think any one of them will fit in this offense. Um, I, and I and I think that uh, we'll be great with it, with, with any other any of them. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely get that. It's we're we're kind of in a perfect situation, sitting at four, and you look at the teams above us picking. Only obviously, right now, only one of those is going quarterback. You know, probably being the Texans. Arizona and Chicago sitting above us in terms of the quarterback position, obviously in, in trades are well within the realm of possibility. No, nothing hurts us at that present time. So, and Gulick, I'll go to you. And I mean, Mark said, it's just said it great. In terms of the, in terms of the big board quarterbacks, one through four, they all have their pros. They all have their cons. I, I think no matter what, you're getting a quality guy, but is there, did one jump ahead for you of, maybe we need to move up to grab him. Or like Marcus said, do you sit at four and just kind of take who falls to you? Um, I, I agree with Marcus. Uh, I think you should sit at four. Um, you know, it, if something changes after you meet with these guys individually um, and you really like them, I say, you know, if that's your guy, go and get him. Um, but what jumped out to me personally, it wasn't even really a workout. Um, it was Bryce Young's weigh-in. Um, you know, people uh, all throughout uh, the past few months saying like Alabama was lying about his height, lying about his weight, but he weighed in at over 200 pounds. Um, now granted it's not real heavy, but for his height, you know, it's, it's, he, he's a little more built than I thought he was uh, because, you know, people, 
he he's listed at 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 you know five eleven six foot. Some people were saying he was five eight, you know, but he I think I, I forgot what he um, measured at height wise, but he weighed in at two hundred four, and he didn't throw at the combine, but um, you know that gives me a little more. It, it makes me feel a little better because if this guy was one seventy five, I'm like you know I, I want to stay away from this guy. So so it made me feel a little better about him, but. Um, it's like Marcus said. Uh, I think I think that we should stay at four. You know, uh, granted, just like you said, uh, a few a few other teams are ahead of us. You know, one being the Texans. I feel like it's all about how how you develop the quarterback. So let's just say Texans get you know X guy and we get X guy. I believe in you know Steichen's ability to develop a quarterback better than Houston's. So you know, I, I'm I'm thinking it depends on the situation. And you know, really, we have the we have the staff to develop a quarterback. Um, so I'm I'm not really opposed to any of these guys. I mean, um, you know, I, I I still really like C.J. Stroud. We talked about him last time. Um, but in in reality, you know, I'm I'd be happy with any of the top four. Yeah, I really I, I kind of fall in line with, with both of you guys. I've, I I have a tier list. You know, I have an order of who I want compared to who I. Just don't want, but I, I'm with both of you. The top four, it, it's a very good top four. And even if you want to stretch to five, you know, even Hooker might not even be a bad professional player himself. So there's a lot, there's good guys there. You know, you can argue up and down. Is there a franchise guy there? I understand that there's no, there's no Andrew Luck in this draft. There's no Patrick Mahomes in this draft, but there is four guys who I think can round out to be really good pro players. And obviously, goes to the staff. We do have a guy. You know, he did great work with Jalen Hurts. Where, again, a guy who I don't know if necessarily had questions about when he came into the league, but obviously he said that essentially had to work for that role. He had to take the job from Wentz. Obviously, it helped that Wentz was playing bad. But even then, you know, he's rounded out. Hurts is rounded out into a very nice quarterback in this league. You could easily argue that he's top 15, top 10, and he's only 25. So it, it leads to the young arms race, which enter us now, picking at four. I'm with you guys. You, you sit there. The best move you can make is the move that you don't make. I don't think you need to get ahead of yourself and, and jump above these teams just because, again, kind of similar to you guys, I don't think there's really like a concrete guy who is just miles and away better. You know, and I said it, and I said that to say this that obviously Anthony Richardson, you know, re- essentially record breaking combine, you know, uh, fourth fastest all time in the 40, sets a record in the broad jump, sets a record in the vertical leap. It, that's great. But I've always said the combine for me, it tips the needle very minimal. Mm-hmm. It, I'll say the combine is definitely more important to me than a pro day because in a pro day, I feel like it's a little, it's a little bit cheated because you're you're throwing at your guys, you're on your home field. You should be the most comfortable at your pro day. You know, the combine for the most part, you're, you're throwing to random guys, which is going to be your situation once you get drafted to a team. And obviously, you know, you're, you're essentially just working out. All of these guys are football players; they should be in amazing shape. So it, it does a little for me. But it, it can boost it. I, I think more than anything, it's, it's when you get these guys in in interviews and you have them behind the podium. That That's where you're kind of really, I would say, maximize the value of what you get from the combine. But I, I'm with you guys of you get one of these four, you stick them in our young offense, and now we're building blocks. Because just real quick, looking at our division, obviously you guys notice that the Titans are headed to a rebuild. You know, D- Derrick mm-hmm. Henry's officially on the block. Taylor Luan gets cut. They're going nowhere. Our competition is the Jaguars and nobody else. And mm-hmm. the Jaguars, while they have a nice core, the gap's not that far. 
it, it, they're absolutely easily attainable. And, and I would I, I venture to say that we, we catch them this season. I, I agree. Um, I think if we had, say, you put um, Lawrence on the Colts, I think would be neck and neck with the Jaguars right now. You know what I'm saying? As far as talent, you know, defense. Um, so I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, we're right there. We just uh, one piece, one piece. And I will I'll take that back. I'm going to say two pieces. We The head coach and then we need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. And obviously, you know, you got the coach. Now it just it goes down to the guy who's going to be under center. Which so I'll pose this one. It's a little off the cuff, but so we know obviously we know since the top four guys. It, it, I'll even say top five. If you want to stretch the hooker? So I'm not gonna you know, give you guys tell you guys to rank me one through four. But let, you've got the you've got the magic button. You're in the seat, and just hypothetically, let's just assume all four are available. Gulick, we'll start with you right now, March seventh, and it's obviously probably going to change from a month from now. All four are available. Who's the one you want? Ah, uh, man. For me, uh, I'm just going to stick with my answer. I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know, everybody's been talking about Anthony Richardson lately, but uh, I think I think tape alone, uh, even though he was surrounded by a bunch of talent at Ohio State, um, I, I feel like what we need is is an accurate passer. You know, you know, he might have he might not have as good of an arm as Levis and Richardson, but you know, one thing that we need is an accurate passer. And, you know, that's exactly what, what, what C.J. Stroud is. Um, now, granted, just like you said, we don't really put too much stock in the combine um, because, really, you're throwing to receivers that, you know, you've never thrown to before, but he's still putting the ball on the money. Um, you know, he looks very good uh, at the combine. So I would, I would still go with C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, he, he, he's not as mobile as the other guys as well. Um but I think that with this coaching staff, they could really develop him. And I think that he gives you the best chance to a Super Bowl uh, sooner, sooner than a guy like Anthony Richardson. Yeah, you know, I definitely like that. And it really, like I said, there's pros and cons with all four of these guys. So, Marcus, I'm going to pose the same question. We're just going to assume all four are available. Who do you want? Um, it's kind of a toss-up with me. And, and I'm going to say – Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. You know, um, I haven't really seen Bryce throw yet. Um, I mean, I've watched some of his games in Alabama. He is accurate. I mean, the dude is a freak. Um, and and I love C.J. Stroud. I watched him at the Combine. I mean, he was dropping dimes left and right. I mean, throwing the guys that he hasn't even thrown to before. Uh, and he was putting that ball on the money. I've, I've never seen – Nobody that young throw an accurate pass, and it's it's, it's like he was Peyton Manning all over again out there on, at, at the at the combine. So, uh, but if I had to choose, and I had to press that button, and I got Bryce Young available, I think I'm taking Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I like it. I've I've probably talked the most negative about Bryce Young just just on an internet internet or even in person, but it really rounds out to the fact of that. He, I still think he's going to round out a nice career. I don't think he's going to be the best of the four, but like, like I got to said off off the air, if we get him, will I complain? Yes, but then I'm basically just going to challenge him to prove me wrong, make me shut up. So, like, I like I said, I, I think it's a, being picking four is, is a great situation. It's better than most. For example, like the Raiders at seven or the, or the Panthers at nine, where 
they really, unless they decide to move up, they really have to wait for someone to fall to them. So obviously just to bring it full circle. And I actually kind of love that we we all have like different guys because I, I think this just shows how open it is. Because even if all four are available, and I understand I just said all of that about the combine meaning not much, I think I still want Richardson. I believe a month ago I said give me Levis. I think I have jumped on the Richardson hype train now. Like we all knew he was a ridiculous athlete. I think the combine just kind of brought it more to bigger eyes. But I'm just looking at it from the factor of, like, we talked about all last season. The NFL is moving into this league of where your quarterback needs an arm, but he needs legs. And obviously, I understand everyone's not Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. But when you have the opportunity to take somebody who is in that class, I think you absolutely have to do it. You know, then you mentioned JT in our backfield, our improving O-line, and now, again, a Pittman, who's a guy I'm big on, I think he could be vaulted into the top 10 with the right guy under center. You put Richardson in our backfield with JT. You're not doubling him anymore. And please give him one-on-one opportunities. So I think for me, all four available, give me Richardson. Just because lastly, obviously you guys both talk about the accuracy with Stroud and Young. I I forgot who says it and and it bothers me. I can't remember, but accuracy can be taught. You, you can absolutely improve that, you know, and he, obviously you look at the college numbers. Sure. Richardson's accuracy, you could, I believe it was like 58.6, 54.6. If I can't remember off the top of my head. So I understand actually problems, you know, the turnover problems, but th- that's a thing that absolutely can be improved and fixed at the next level. And obviously go a little cheat code and head it up, but we got Stefan Gilmore on the other side. I mean, you're not getting many better mentors than that in terms of reading a defense or how to beat a corner. So I, I think you go with Richardson. I I just – the combine was great, but I, I just think that you, the physical standpoint of what he can do with the legs just vaults him higher to me than the other three guys. Yeah, that's, that's funny you said that because uh, I think the organization as a whole has shifted towards uh, Richardson. Um, I was reading the other day, uh, you know, he had a couple of private meetings with the Colts, some workouts. Uh, I mean, I'm with you with the, with the freak. The dude is, yeah. I mean, he's, he aced the combine all the way through. I mean, it doesn't get no better than that, you know, and I watched him throw right along with CJ Stroud on Saturday. And I mean, he, he missed a, you know, a, a couple, but it wasn't, you know, he maybe overthrew him. But the dude has a cannon. I mean, man, he yeah. can, I mean, he really can throw. So I wouldn't be upset if we drafted Richardson either. Yeah, me too. I agree. I mean, Richardson, you know, the guy's built like a defensive end, like 6'3", 240. I mean, runs that fast. I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was just shocked at these, at these numbers, man, at, at, at the combine. And, um, you, you know, Richardson as as a whole, just like you said, you know the the percentages aren't great, but he played in the SEC. You know, there's there's a lot of talk lately about about you know uh, when when the last time a quarterback didn't perform well in college and turned out to be something in the NFL, and that was Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, granted, he didn't really play. In a bit in a good conference, he played in the Mountain West or something like that at Wyoming. He didn't really play in a big conference, but but Richardson played at Florida. You know, he played against you know 
the best teams in the country every week. And, you know, just like you said, I think the accuracy can be taught. Um, obviously, he is a little raw. He's going to definitely take a year. But he could have the biggest upside. You know, I think other guys like, you know, Bryce Young and Stroud, they might have a higher floor. But, but Richardson could either be, you know, out of the league or he could be an MVP. Now, granted, the MVP upside is something that you could want. So, you know, I'm not opposed to any of these guys, really. Yeah, like I said, and it's going to be a debate. Like I said, it's March 7th right now. Drafts until April. It's going to change. Our, our picks might have been changed between now and the draft. And obviously, you still got pro days, and you still got those last kind of in-person interviews. And then even then, you probably still got the trade market because it, it's well possibly up in the air that picks could move around. I know the latest report from Schefter is that the Bears are not moving, but how many times have we seen teams you know, go back and forth when it comes to that? So a lot of opportunities. And even then, obviously, let's keeping the subject on quarterbacks. The offseason QB carousel has officially underway. You know, so so Derek Carr signs the Saints. They've got their guy. Geno is back with Seattle. And, oh, there's one. Oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has re-up with the Giants. So we're picking at four. We know the Texans are at two. Oh, Raiders at seven and the Panthers at nine. Now, we know it's well within the real possibility that one of those teams could move up. But, I, obviously, I'll go to – I'll start with you, Marcus, because I think there's still there's still one more QB dom – or, sorry, excuse me, there's a couple more QB dom still up to fall. Lamar Jackson technically is a free agent, but he did get tagged by the Ravens, and Aaron Rodgers is a, technically, I guess, still up a grab for grabs available. One, I guess I'll pose it of like, and kind of keep it kind of vague – do you think that's going to have any effect on the four teams I mentioned or even any other teams that we haven't mentioned? I don't think so because none of the teams that actually are needy quarterbacks, um, none of those players are actually going to. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't I don't think it has no domino effect at all. Um, I just think more of – because I know Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be meeting with the Jets, I think, sometime either tomorrow or Friday or something like that. Um so, with that being said, maybe it might change the, the the scenario and the division around. But other than that, I don't think it has a domino effect on the draft. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I think it it changes things kind of outside of the draft and league wide, but I I don't think it affects kind of that that draft order. So I'm skipping that with Gula. I'm gonna switch it up on you because it's a little important as of right now. Officially on the roster is Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. Now, obviously, there's talks about is Ryan getting cut? Is he getting shipped off cheap or whatever? But the question is going to be this. We're obviously assuming we're taking a quarterback at four. So the question is, do you keep Ellinger as the backup or do you go grab a veteran off of the market? Oh, man. it's That's that's really a tough question. I mean, I've in my opinion, it – it depends on who you draft. So if you take Young or Stroud, I believe those those two guys can start day one. If you grab Levis or Richardson, maybe not. You know, if you grab Richardson, um, you know, I think it could be like, you know, like a, a Mitchell Trubisky situation last year where he starts, well, we're like we pick up a veteran, he starts, say, three games, and and then and then our rookie is inserted. Um, 
you know, a, a name a name that people have been mentioning lately is Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, you know, if if you know if Mark if if if, if we are, are looking to draft Richardson because I don't think he's ready yet. Clearly not. Um, if 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 we draft Richardson, I could I could see us picking up Mariota for like a veterans minimum, um, and then and then he he starts say let's let's just give or take three or four games, and then Richardson plays the rest of the way. Um, but otherwise, you know, I see I've seen a lot of fans on Twitter they want Jacoby back. I love Jacoby to death, but he's gonna want a little more money and he wants to play a little longer. Um, than than just say three games or four games. So uh, I I I don't think this is the right time in his career. Um, but a, a really likely situation for us is honestly just to keep keep Sam uh, draft draft uh, you know you know younger younger CJ um, and then cut Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan you know he's headed off to retirement. He'll be sitting at CBS. At the halftime shows, he won't be he he won't be playing ever again. That that I I, I think that he's done. Um, great great career for Matt Ryan, but he's done. Uh, but I think that at this point he's he's got to be cut. It'll 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 you know just be a weight lifted off our shoulders because you don't really want to draft a rookie quarterback and then be stuck with Matt Ryan. So yeah, I, I think Matt Ryan's kind of NFL playing days are over as well. Whether he gets cut, traded, however they work something out, I, I agree with you though. I think. If anything, he's definitely had his last day in a Colts uniform. So, Marcus, I'll pose the same question to you because it is a little bit intriguing. Of that, do you so? Do you go and grab a veteran to, like Luke said, you know, be the makeshift starter, a la Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, or do you rock with Sam Ellinger and hand the rookie the reins? I think I will stick with somebody um, that's been around. Uh, I, I think if you draft, you know, Richardson, I, you know, I, I go with Ellinger, you know, for a few games, you know, see where he's at, see how he's developed, you know, in the offseason or whatever. Um, definitely would cut, you know, Matt Ryan or maybe even get maybe a six-round, seven-round pick for him or, you know, whatever. Um, definitely uh, get rid of him, save some cap space. Um, but I would, I would definitely probably stick with him. I, would, I don't know if I would bring anybody from outside in. Uh, far as a veteran wise, um, I'd bring somebody in that knows the culture. Uh, so I, I, I stick with Ellinger um, if if we go with uh, uh, Richardson. But if but if you get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, day one starter, uh, just get just get rid of Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, 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 we're, I think we're consen- we're consensus on Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's done. Obviously, if we had a long talk about that about how that just didn't go the way anyone expected it to uh, like who said, a, a great career, you know, hall of very good, definitely not hall of fame, but rounded out a nice career. And I think, like you said, he's got a nice job waiting for him in a broadcast booth somewhere. And as for me, I guess I'm a little bit of a radical because my mindset has just kind of been, I don't care. It doesn't matter who you draft up this for, but you bring him in. Ellinger's the backup because he, he presents no threat of taking the job. And you just throw the rookie out there and let him have it. Because like, I've heard the arguments of, you know, you need them to be coached and learn of the sideline. I, I'm not with that. The best experience they're going to get is playing on the field. I think you just throw them out there right there. 
And I, it's not necessarily throwing them to the Wolves because they're going to have training camp. They're going to have preseason. They're going to have all of that to get acquainted with their teammates, learn the playbook, learn the system. And in our case, it's a new head coach. So he's learning with the offense all at once. And lastly, with the Ellinger thing, I, I think a rookie – your rookie in general is going to play best when he know he does not have to look over his shoulder constantly. Mm-hmm. So Alex and Ellinger presents absolutely no threat. And I, I, I've always been against the notion that you need a quality backup. I mean, I mean, the saying goes, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you essentially have no starting quarterbacks. And I, again, I've heard the Jacoby arguments as well. And really kind of word for word, love Jacoby supported him massively when it was here. I thought he could be the guy. He's looking for a starting job. I, and, and by starting, I think he's looking for like a permanent starting job. You know, if anything, you know, like he takes like the Raiders job or something, somewhere where he can at least start for a few games. I, I don't think he wants to come here and essentially be a mentor again or be a spot starter again. And with the way he played last season, I think he at least earned an opportunity to at least fully compete for a job. Uh, a name I've, I've heard also bringing in is, is Gardner Mish, Minshew just because he would know the system. But I'm just like, again, I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't care. Shroud, Shroud Young, Levis, Richardson, I don't care who you draft. Let the kid have no rearview mirror. And look, we will deal with the growing pains. But it, when it's all said and done, I think whoever we get, it's going to work out, especially if you don't put the pressure of having somebody behind them. I agree. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, man. I agree. Yeah, so we'll we'll jump to we'll jump to this last subject. We we talked about a little bit off the air before starting. So, um, franchise tag deadline is officially today. We are recording as of this is a Tuesday as we are recording this. So we we looking at the numbers. We kind of obviously deduced that Bobby Okereke wasn't going to get tagged. Linebackers would get twenty point nine three million it, uh, mm-hmm. applying the tag. So we, we talked about looking at our free agents. I, I think we kind of universally agreed that, that Bobby is going to walk. There's a few names, I guess you call them notable names, and we'll talk a little bit about the air. I'm going to let you I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep those private to let you guys talk about it. Uh, who, if, if you had to bring back one, and I, again, we're all assuming Bobby walks, uh, who is it and why? Let's, Gulick, you can start. Yeah, um... So I actually changed my answer from you know uh, the pre-show. You know, I would I would honestly I think I'd bring back Yannick Ngakwe. Um, you know, you know he he kind of disappeared in the run game, but I feel like if you if you got the numbers right on a contract, you know, not like a a, a prove it deal, but you know, but but also not overpay. Uh, I think I think for the right price, we should bring him back. Uh, you know, he he did come through in certain moments. Uh, it's, it's something that we haven't had before, but realistically, if you let him walk, then you got to draft a pass rusher. And you, you guys know I love my defense. And you know, if this, if we didn't need a quarterback at four, like I love Will Anderson, man. Like Will Anderson is just probably like, like besides quarterback, is my favorite prospect in this draft. Um, you know, I, I really love like these, these, these big fast speed rushers and. You know, I, I feel like free agency, you know, Chris Ballard never really does anything. Um, you, you know, even last year with Ngakwe, you know, he was picked up by a trade. So I don't really see Chris Ballard really, really, really doing that. And, you know, 
last year we saw certain games, especially the Cowboys game where I was at, if you're not getting after the quarterback, your corner's got to cover longer. And the longer your corners cover, you know, you know, you know, th- like more inconsistencies are gonna come. You know, Stephon Gilmore is, you know, great corner. He's getting up there in age, but if he has to cover for five seconds, I mean, we even saw that in 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 the Super Bowl. You know, uh, the Eagles really couldn't get after the quarterback, and then Bradbury, first team All Pro, was getting beat by guys like Juju. So. I feel like you got to keep at least somewhat of an edge presence. So I would bring him back for the right price. Yeah, I'm with that. Obviously, when the move, when the trade was made, I was ecstatic. You were getting an elite pass rusher, a guy who has never had less than eight sacks in a season for the length of his career. Led our team in sacks with nine and a half. You know, so came as advertised. You know, obviously, you, you know, you mentioned his deficiencies in the run game, which obviously they're there, but like you also mentioned. He knows how to get after the quarterback. And if you're going to do anything as an edge rusher, it better be that. But so I'm absolutely with you on that. I I think he's probably imperative to bring back. You do have to be careful with the price. Because again, while he is a a top pass rusher, you know, he's not one of the, he's not like a Bosa brother or like a Khalil Mack or anything, but he is very good at what he does. And like I said, before we traded him, he will at least get you eight sacks. And, you know, that, that's a big number. So, Marcus, we'll go to you. We know Bobby's walking. I think we'll all kind of be genuinely surprised if he does come back. But who's one name where he needs to come back? I'm going to give it to you guys straight. I will say Ty Juan Lewis. Mm. And a reason why I say that is because he's excellent. In the run game. If you remember before he got hurt, he was always first and second down player, and we would bring Unique in on third down for the pass rush. So when he got hurt, Unique had to play all all four downs or three downs or whatever. But Taekwon was the best in the run game. And when Taekwon got hurt, that's when our run average went up because he ended. So I'm going to say Taekwon was. I, I like it, and you know, and even then, you know, your your depth guys are important, and you can never have too many edge rushers. Obviously, you can never, and you know, you, know, you mentioned the fact we just talked about how Yannick Ngakwe struggles in the run game, so you've got to have a battery mate who can who can fix that hole. So obviously, I guess we're sticking with defense, and maybe I'm cheating, but you already know what's coming. You better bring back EJ Speed, or I will absolutely rage. Like we look, we already know Bobby is walking. Perfect time for EJ Speed. We're getting a fully healthy Leonard. Zaire Franklin showed you that he is a a top linebacker in this league. You know, and I, I was talking about it off of Twitter. You know, Zaire Franklin absolutely struggles in coverage. I get that, but the way that he finds the ball carrier, I don't care. So he he can struggle coverage all he wants. It is EJ Speed time. You're you're gonna lose Bobby. You, so you better bring back a guy. He's going to be cheaper than Bobby. He may not be able to do everything that Bobby can, but it, your starting linebacker core of Leonard, Zaire, and Speed, you're set. And, you know, linebacker, the linebacker room for the past maybe like three, four, five years has probably been the most consistent of this Indianapolis Colts team in defense. So you better absolutely keep that guy since you are going to lose a quality guy in Bobby. I agree. Yeah, especially special teams-wise. You can't lose some special teams. 
Yeah, and definitely. AJ's I mean, you mentioned the fact that we, we lost we lost Bubba to the Browns, so you, you've got a new top guy coming in for there, you, and essentially a new unit. And with EJ Speed, EJ Speed essentially quantifies what you always want from your your low level draft picks, your pro players. A guy drafted in the fifth round, grinded as a special teams as a special teams ace, worked his way to get starter reps, and now he's proven that he's a valuable member of the team. And again, you know, Bobby's probably getting upwards uh, in between a, a 15 and maybe like 23 range. You, you, you easily bring back EJ speed for about half of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, okay, fine. I'll be biased. I say you're going to get similar if to equal production of what you got from Bobby. I'll take a little better because he's a little better cover, cover linebacker than Bobby was too. So especially the, on linebackers. So, yeah, so I, I think you're still getting – Almost the same, but just a little better uh, tight end coverage when you want to use your linebackers. EJ Speed. Yep. I like that. And I'll throw this last one out here because I think we're all going to universally agree on it. So we'll, we'll close it off with it. Talk about it a little bit. Uh, you bring back Chase McLaughlin. Yeah. We saw how a kicker struggle was for us, you know, the last years of Vinatieri and then the hot rod, I'll call it debacle. You bring in Chase and similar Badgley a year ago, absolutely money. I don't think we have any complaints about him missing kicks, not having the, the foot. And obviously with uh, Rigoberto Sanchez, Chase McLaughlin can handle the kickoffs as well. So you, you kind of get an all-around with that. I mean, unless you guys disagree, I, I say you bring that Chase. I agree. He was big. I love Chase. Very consistent kicker. Yeah. So, yeah, I love Chase. Yeah, so I, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for this one. It, it's been a long time coming, obviously. So first and foremost, can't thank you guys all for tuning in and listening. You guys obviously heard at the beginning of the show. You saw the new intro. We are officially a part of the sideline sports team. You can catch all of our live streams coming to their YouTube channel. So definitely jump over there and give it a subscribe. You're gonna catch us on there real soon. Live streaming. You guys have wanted to comment, and participate. We've made it easier for you. Now having a YouTube channel is going to be a lot easier for you guys to participate in those. We're going to have those coming rolling in pretty soon. Like I said, Pro Days right around the corner, Draft right around the corner. We're going to have a lot more for you guys. So if you haven't already, also give them a follow on Twitter at Sideline Sport, the number one. Make sure you're following us at Twitter at First and 56 And thank you for participating in all the polls that we've been throwing out recently. Like, obviously, absolutely love interacting with you guys any chance we get. And for a bunch of you who did who did throw comments down on the last few posts we did, we're going to read those to you on our next show. So be on the lookout for that. That'll also be our next live stream once again at Sideline Sports on the YouTube channel. But on behalf of myself, Gulick, Marcus, First 56 as a team, Sideline Sports as a network. We thank you guys for tuning in. We thank you for listening.